And Peter Mullen is here. He's is our naturopath. We're talking to, today about thyroid. Now, Peter, why is our thyroid test doing us wrong? Well, Dave, the the as we've been talking about, thyroid's a really important gland. And when I first started in practice um, 25 years ago, uh, it was a lot less common. But these days, you know, it wouldn't be un- irregular that, you know, quite a few of my new patients I'd see every week would be being diagnosed with thyroid issues. So it's much more common than what it used to be. One of the challenges with thyroid is that the the current level of testing for thyroid can be um, um, quite loose. You know, when you when you the way the thyroid works is your your pituitary produces a hormone called TSH, mm-hmm. and TSH stimulates your thyroid to produce two hormones or one hormone predominantly called T4, and that T4 then gets converted into the active T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. But to produce, so see so the pituitary produces TSH. Now when standard pathology testing is done, GPs at this point are only allowed to test for TC, TSH through Medicare, I think. So the problem with the TSH range is that it's quite wide. It's between 0.5 to 3.5 or 4.5. So from my experience, I sort of think of um, that the ideal TSH is probably 0.5 to 1.5. Mm-hmm. So if someone has a TSH of 2, that to me suggests that Already their pituitary is working harder. Already there's signs their thyroid might be struggling. But unfortunately, um, that's seen as normal by the, the um, general general practitioner. Right, so nothing right. nothing further is done. So that's why we sort of always suggest that, you know, if someone's suggestive, suspicious of thyroid issues, they really need to get their TSH tested, but they may have to pay to get their T3 and T4 tested as well because that tells us a lot more about what's going on. Is it, are these questions that you need to put to your GP? Yeah, definitely. You need to ask. Definitely. I think... Should I have this test? Yeah. Well, look, one of the... You know, we were talking about some of the um, common side effects and symptoms, you know, last week from an underactive thyroid. And it can be things like um, having put on weight without reason um, or struggling to lose weight. Um, Even things like um, depression, anxiety or panic attacks, uh, hormonal irregularities, like low thyroid function can be associated with irregular menstrual cycles. Uh, can be associated with difficulties falling pregnant. So thyroid thyroid testing should be part of any any blood panel where there's a wide range of symptoms going on that you know isn't really clear or conclusive about what actually might be the the issue. With ladies, they all come to a time in their life when they go through the change of life, which is a dastardly thing for them, but they all must go through it. Can that impact on the thyroid? Yeah, definitely, definitely. The thyroid, as you can imagine, when we're 20, you know, hopefully our adrenals, our thyroid. All our regulatory systems work really well. Unfortunately, as we get older, and the thyroid can be affected by um, viruses. You know, we talked about that yeah. previously, the Epstein-Barr virus. Thyroid function is also affected by things like um, chlorine, chlorine oh. and fluoride in our water supply. Okay. They can be, compete with the thyroid hormone for receptor sites in the body. So if someone's drinking water, like straight tap water, that can be an issue if they're sensitive. Uh, heavy metals, smokers. You know, cadmium mm-hmm. can build up in the thyroid and cause thyroid damage. Other heavy metals can include things like um, mercury and lead. Um, so the thyroid is, like all our tissues, a sensitive gland. So if, and the other big factor is um, stress. Yes. You know, chronic, that, you know, unrelenting, unremitting stress over a long period of time. And the adrenals, you know, start to burn out. And then that stress, that load's taken up by the thyroid. So often what happens then, by the time a lady gets to change of life, where they're running out of the last of their um, eggs, so to speak, um, and their hormone levels start to adjust, 
that's often that can be like the the last straw that breaks the camel's back and often we'll see the thyroid then go into an underfunctioning state at that point as well now peter with something like uh, say for an example tonsils years ago they used to be very quick to take your tonsils out nowadays they don't they want to leave them as long as they can and yep. they, they give you a you know try and help you with the problem what about with the thyroid are they quick to take the thyroid out if there's a, an issue and they think it's that they, more, that they may have to do that or more, not with the thyroid the thyroid the only reason that they they don't operate as such on the thyroid anymore mm-hmm. instead and it's um, one of our callers last week had a question about um, overactive thyroid and that can be that's, so that's where the thyroid's actually producing too much thyroid hormone of its own bat and it yeah. might be because there's an autoimmune condition called graves or again viral infection or something's caused it to go hot we say um, the general treatment for that would be medication for a period of time to try and knock it Knock can it stabilise and go back to normal? Yeah, it can. It can. Oh, it can. Good. I've had patients in the past where they've had to do a combination of my, my treatment and doctor's medication, but after six months, one lady's been off, off that, that medication now and her, her thyroid didn't heat back up. But say if you've had that treatment and after you know 12 months, 18 months, sometimes even two years, and then you're off that medication, your thyroid goes back up, that's when they would consider using um, radioactive iodine. So, which is, the idea is that you're, you're injected with a radioactive dye because the thyroid uses iodine, all the iodine, the radioactive iodine goes to the thyroid and collects mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And as it sits there, it's got a half-life of so many hours, it emits radiation, hopefully just in that local tissue, and that kills the thyroid. Oh. So they don't remove it as such, they, they radioactive iodine That's what it. it does. Yeah, and then, um, and then after that, though, once the thyroid's kaput, then it's um, thyroid hormone basically for the rest of that person's life. And sometimes that's just what happens as, as well. As a hormone replacement? Yeah, because the yeah. thyroid hormone is so critical. I think I, I had a, a client come in during the week or a lady I was speaking to actually and she was mentioning that she'd been prescribed thyroid hormone but it was causing all sorts of side effects. So she stopped taking it. But the problem is if you don't have enough thyroid hormone, whether it's synthetic or whether you can make it, ideally make it naturally yourself, but if the thyroid's kaput, you know, some, often you will have to supplement and take mm-hmm. a thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormones involved in maintaining your muscle mass, keeping your heart healthy, brain, mood, Alzheimer's, dementia, like all of these breast cancer protection, like all of these things, the thyroid can play a role in all of these mm-hmm. areas. So, yeah, it's not something you can just not do something about. Today we're talking about thyroid, and we continue now looking at why might your thyroid be under-functioning, Peter? Yes, Dave. Uh, one of the we were just talking about this briefly a moment ago is um, adrenal fatigue. Um, when your body's under stress initially, so your adrenal hormones. When you're stressed initially, your adrenal hormones actually stimulate your thyroid. So you remember when you were younger? Yes. Vaguely. Yes, I do. Yes. It doesn't <laughs> seem like that long. No. That's right. That's is, me, me neither. Up, yeah. <laughs> um, but when you when you're younger and you're stressed, um, it actually the thyroid, the adrenal hormones actually stimulate your thyroid. So it speeds your metabolism up. So when you're younger, and we find this all the time with our weight loss clients, like when you're younger, a bit of stress, not eating for a couple of days, and you do go into fat burning pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So stress in the short term speeds up your thyroid production and hence your metabolism. But if you imagine that stress over a long-term period, eventually the thyroid starts to falter. So um, long-term, it actually leads to the thyroid becoming more under-functioning and producing lower levels of thyroid hormones the other interesting thing we've been talking a while back about um, carbohydrates and insulin yes so sugar 
will actually turn your thyroid metabolism down. Okay. Interesting. You know, everyone thinks sugar is an energy so food. So too much sugar might turn it down. Too much sugar will actually affect your thyroid function, um, and particularly through the process of excess insulin, mm-hmm. whereas protein foods can actually help to speed up your thyroid. And we'll be talking about protein in a moment because it's really important to have adequate protein to make the thyroid hormones. Um, the, the interesting area next is nutritional deficiencies. Now, with the, with the way the um, pituitary or the thyroid works, so the first thing that the pituitary produces is the hormone called TSH. And in order to make TSH, you have to have <coughs> excuse me, adequate protein in your diet. Mm-hmm. But really, three important nutrients are magnesium, vitamin B12, and zinc. And it's interesting, a lot of times when I prescribe like a B-complex or a magnesium supplement or a zinc supplement for my patients, like it, it's not, these things don't just correct deficiencies, they actually help with the function of things like your yeah. thyroid hormones. Yeah. So it's interesting, it affects every every function. So these three nutrients um, are critical to, to get the TSH. Where, where can we find these nutrients? In what foods do you suggest that would be would have these and we should be having that will help us? Yeah, well, magnesium particularly is in things like your nuts and seeds, yeah. uh, your proteins, your chicken, your egg, um, green leafy vegetables mm-hmm. as well. So, um, What about fish and seafood? Should we have those? Yeah, well, the next on the list for T4, so again... The pituitary produces TSH to produce the stimulate the thyroid to produce T4. One of the things we need um, for T4 is iodine. Okay. Yep. And seafood so obviously fish. is a, yep. yeah, yep. a good source of iodine. So yep. it's interesting that like all of the nutrition that we need, you know, if we're eating a healthy whole food diet, the reason we have to eat those foods is to supply these nutrients for the body to function properly. Peter, tell us about selenium. Well. I'm going to get to selenium. Yep. Can I keep going with yeah, my story? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah. So for TSH, we need magnesium, B12, and zinc. Zinc's also in things like um, your oysters. Okay, obviously, yep. zinc's also in things like um, sesame seeds. Okay. Yes. You know things like tahini, hummus. Hummus is a great source of lots of nutrition. Um, so that's a good snack of an afternoon. Hummus with um, celery and carrot sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then B12 comes in your um, cereals and grains as well, like your complex right. organic cereals and grains. Um, so T4 needs iodine. And remember back in the 60s, there was a bit of a push to iodize salt? Yes, there get was. Everyone, one. Yeah. Because everyone was becoming deficient in iodine. Australia apparently is a low and old continent, so our levels of zinc and iodine can be quite, quite low in mm-hmm. the soil. So we're not necessarily getting enough of those through to our fruit and veg, etc. So um, that was the process. But iodized salt, I don't think, is a really good quality iodine. Like you're better off, if you want to try and increase your iodine, getting it from fresh vegetables, organic if possible, um, seafood, uh, kelp yes, is a, yes. great, a great source of iodine. You mm-hmm. know, if you're, if you're into sushi... Yeah, the brown sushi, yeah, yeah. brown sushi rolls or California rolls. That's what it is, yeah. Um, also, to get the T4, or to draw the iodine into the thyroid gland, you also need B2, another of the B vitamins, and vitamin C, interestingly. So the pump that pumps the iodine into the thyroid gland won't work properly if you're low in vitamin C. Okay. And as crazy as it sounds, like we think that this day and age, why should anyone be low in vitamin C? Like in the old days, vitamin C caused scurvy. Mm-hmm. vitamin C and so no one's got scurvy these no, days no. but vitamin C is something that if you're running a lot off a lot of adrenaline or nervous energy you know if you're drinking you know more than one cup of coffee a day yeah. you're going to be low in magnesium 
B vitamins and vitamin okay. C. So okay. the things we do to try and keep up the pace actually make these things worse. Um, now, selenium. So for the conversion of T4 to the active thyroid hormone called T3, there's an enzyme that takes, or an enzymatic action takes place in the liver using, the, um, using selenium. So with that, and selenium is another of those nutrients that we, the strain soils can be quite low in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Brazil nuts, interestingly, three Brazil nuts a day, organic hopefully, will give you your um, recommended daily allowance of selenium. Selenium, okay. Yeah. Brazil nuts, right. Brazil nuts. Is there any other areas we can get it from? Uh, all your nuts and seeds, oh, but nuts, the, yep. the dosage in Brazil nuts is quite a high Higher. source of selenium. Gotcha. And selenium is one of those nutrients that, some people are a bit nervous about because there there is a toxicity level with selenium. Okay, okay. But um, it's reverse like it, it's it's due to taking too much selenium, you can end up with gut irritation and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. So um, probably something you don't want to get having too much of. Absolutely, just a so little bit. Stick to your three Brazil nuts. Yeah. But interestingly, without selenium to convert T4 to T3, the T4 can get converted to what's called reverse T3. Now, reverse T3 is an inactive form of thyroid hormone. So you can have your thyroid levels tested. You can have your TSH tested, your T4 and T3. They can all appear normal, but if you're producing still too much reverse T3, then your thyroid hormone won't bind to your receptors. Your thyroid won't work. Your body won't feel better for taking Mm. the thyroid hormone. So getting your selenium levels assessed is... And it's... Excuse me. It is difficult to get those levels tested, but like it's an important part of this whole yeah. whole story. Um, and getting your T3 levels tested, if you're concerned that your thyroid is, you know, you're taking thyroid hormone, the levels right. appear fine, it's worthwhile getting your reverse T3 tested. Um, and then finally, for T3 to actually activate the nuclear receptor on the surface of the nucleus of the cell, we require vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And vitamin D is another nutrient that, We've come across a lot more people being deficient in lately as well, and also vitamin A. So vitamin D deficiency and vitamin A deficiency can stop the T3 from activating your cell to increase your metabolic rate and increase your energy. Let's continue now. We're talking about dietary imbalances and and what we should do if we believe we have an underfunctioning thyroid, Peter. Well, yeah, so the the bottom line is um, that if you've been diagnosed with low thyroid and even if you've been prescribed thyroid hormones, it's still critical that you get your nutrient levels tested because no point taking your thyroid hormone because it, it you won't get the because a lot of times um, you know patients will be told that you know once you start getting the thyroid hormone you won't believe how much better you feel and it's not always a common occurrence so getting your nutrient levels tested will ensure that your thyroid hormone actually does work properly as we continue to talk about thyroid issues today we're inviting your calls if you'd like to share with us 49216216 Rob's with us from Bellbird good afternoon Rob Good afternoon, Pete. Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, Pete. Pete, uh, you've, ex- you've been explaining about underactive thyroid yes. and low energy. I suffer with overactive thyroid and have the same problem. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So you can be producing... So you've got an overactive thyroid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can be producing um, too much thyroid hormone and you'll get the... For some reason, the thyroid hormone doesn't necessarily bind or, or it over-revs everything. All right. Does that make sense? So it actually can um, initially make you give you more energy and make you a bit hyperactive and a bit anxious and even things like hot sweats. But eventually it starts to wear out your stress coping and your or your adrenals and your energy production, so you end up then actually tighter. Yeah, hot, hot sweats, uh, anxiety, 
um, low energy. Yeah. The main main effects. Yeah, yeah. And are you getting treatment for that at the moment? Uh, well, I'm, I am. I'm in the process of having treatment done. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, it's important to try and turn that thyroid hormone down because it it will literally wear you out. It's it's already doing it. Yeah, yeah. How long do you think you've had it for? Uh, uh, two or three years, anyway. Yeah. Okay. And that's sometimes the case, particularly with with you know the early stages of hyperthyroid and even hypo. Like it can go on for quite a while before you sort of cotton on or work out that there's actually an issue there. But the, le- the level is up and down. At the moment, it, it is coming back to normal. Okay, okay. Well, look, I, I would I would consider if you, if you um, a couple of things that you might like to try just in the uh, just to support the rest of your body. We were talking before about um, a vitamin B complex, mm-hmm. just to support your adrenals and nervous system. I'd also recommend trying some good quality magnesium. I, I am on magnesium and calcium. Yeah, great, great. It needs to be the right type of calcium, but um, right. definitely the magnesium, a B complex, and some good quality zinc. Um, and then right. it's important to address any other toxicity factors. So, you know, need to keep away from alcohol at the moment. Try and reduce your caffeine as much as you can. But um, because well, it, I don't it drink, well, I don't drink coffee. I drink mainly tea. Okay. Well, even the tea, I try and cut back on anything that's a stimulant at the moment. But if you want some help, I'd, I'd definitely, with auto, if it is autoimmune, I'd definitely consider seeing a naturopath and um, going through a bit of a process of, of maybe detoxification or gut repair just to try and turn right. down the autoimmune component. Would um, it affect the stomach too? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. It affects everything. Re- over, think of it as, um, you know, yourself turned on like 10 times faster everywhere than, than what you should be. Mm-hmm. So, mate, it definitely wears you out. But um, if, you want to, if you want some help at all, you can always give us a call and I can always have a chat with you. Good on you, Rob. Thank you so much for giving us a call today and sharing with us. As we continue on now, yeah, what should you do if you believe you have that under-functioning thyroid, Peter? Well, the, the main, thing, main thing, Dave, is, um, is to get tested properly. And um, so what, what I would recommend is like seeing, seeing your GP or seeing your naturopath, um, getting a full blood count done. And the things we want to do is we want to make so a full blood count TSH, T4, T3, reverse T3. Mm-hmm. I'd also recommend getting iron studies done because, again, I didn't mention that before, but iron or, or ferritin is really important for the activation of the um, thyroid hormone inside the cell. So if you're low in iron, like your thyroid won't work well. Um, B12, folate, uh, vitamin D, we've talked about that. I would also get um, red cell magnesium tested um, selenium is not sort of regularly tested but I'd also do plasma zinc so just main thing is to check those nutrients as well as checking the thyroid hormone levels. Our final call of the day Anne is with us, an overactive thyroid is it Anne? Yeah I've actually got Graves disease Okay, yep um, and I'm about to undergo radioactive iodine to burn out my thyroid Yes, yes. because every time I go off medication it becomes toxic again. Yep Yep. Um, so I'm just wondering, once I ha- once I undergo the radioactive iodine, yes, um, what, and I've got to go on thyroxin then. What what um, what vitamins do I need to maintain? 
Look, that's a that's a great question, and um, as we were sort of talking about that earlier on this segment, the nutrients that I've just recommended there, like I would suggest once you have that treatment or even before, to get a full blood count done and get some of those nutrient levels assessed now. Yeah. Um, did you hear the ones that I just mentioned before? Um, no, I just tuned in, so I've, I've missed the, I've missed quite a bit of it. All right, I might be worth it. Magnesium, a, a zinc, phone call. were they the ones? Yeah, look, what, what I'll if do... If you stay on the line, we'll get your number, please, Ant, and then um, Peter will give you a follow-up phone call, if that's okay. Yeah, okay, that's okay. fine. Hold on the line, and we'll get your details, and we'll make sure that uh, Peter definitely follows up on that. Thank you for your call. We're almost out of time today. Now, uh, your website, I like the website because you have some great things up there that people can go and have a read about, about what we've discussed today. Yeah, we've got some great blogs on the website all about thyroid and, and about getting your thyroid tested. So some good information there. And that's mullenhealth.com.au. That's it. And we'll catch you next Tuesday. Fantastic. See you then, Dave. It's Health and Wellbeing at 2NURFM. Back next Tuesday with our naturopath, Peter Mullen, at 2NURFM.